terrors of tripping on pump. Be there! Scour the spaceways! Explore vast alien worlds! This tin right here contains the whole rigmarole. I used to smoke about an ounce of hash every day. And it made me go a little bonkers. Maybe. If I occupy his mind with more duties, I can control his space. Big fat Hi. doobies. Hi. 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 What's up, everybody? Today is Sunday, January 24th, 2016. This is episode 171 of the Hotbox. Matt Lee got Gooey Rabinski joining me this evening. Going to talk about some weed stuff, some derb stuff, some, some fun marijuana stuff. Gooey, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, buddy. Happy uh, 2016, and you're a father now, dude. Yeah, that's right. There's a baby in here. If you hear it screaming, uh... Uh, you shouldn't, because I got I have a cat and uh, the the girlfriend watching the baby. So it's, it's, you I, know, the, I don't even think safe. the screaming bothers me. It's the it's like the diarrhea sounds. You know, no, I'm see, to get I I was smart, and beforehand I I had a little contract. And I was like, hey, I'm not touching poo, pee, puke, any of those things. So it's what? Yeah, what? Yeah, right. But how? But no, no. How? How do? You, how do? You, I'm, well, I'm just. I'm not trying to be a jerk, but no, it's well, see, negotiating, (laughs) let's say, uh, I had something she wanted. She wanted, uh, that I had some, some demands in order to meet that. And you know, you crazy kids, a little give and take. I know it's 2016. This this is how we do things. Uh, no, as days. long as what matters is that it works for the two of well, you. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, it's an evolution of, of the process. I mean, it's not like I was going to get some country or kingdom or like goats or anything like that, right? So we got to. <laughs> this is how. This is the important things in 2016. <laughs> I don't want to touch Pierre Poo. Well, that's interesting. Well, that's that's interesting. Yeah. I did. Uh, <laughs> my kids are teenagers now, and uh, but I did at least. 50, if not 60% of the diapers. And, and what I mean by that is a lot of, you know, female Ooh. listeners going to be like, yeah, right, 60%, you lying. Yeah, no, he, he did. He's a feminist at heart, through and through. Well, I, I, I just, <laughs> I, I, uh, I make sure, you know, because you want to avoid it. It's not particularly, you know, awe-inspiring or super fun. Sure, and, sure. Uh, I can imagine. want to... Every time I was tempted to, to pull that little, maybe I'll just go out in the garage, you know, and then she'll have to do it or something like that. Anytime I was tempted to do that, I just jumped right in and just effing did just it. Just got it, it over with, right? And then <laughs> hand did. her. That's the approach I always took. Here's a so clean really baby. Of... Now I'll be out in the garage. I don't want to be disturbed for at least an hour and a half. <laughs> That's right. But I will tell you, brother, I will tell you that uh, grandchildren, no, no, I, I, I take them great, love them to death, but you know, diaper time. Hello, here's your, here's, here's your child. Have fun. I'm gonna go watch, you know, uh, YouTube. Uh, no more. I paid my dues. I'm done with it. I will never do it. <coughs> yeah, that's like payback time, pretty much. It's like I'm gonna, I'm gonna spoil <laughs> the shit out of this little baby and then hand the baby back to you, and you can enjoy dealing with that. <laughs> I say how, that now. That's what grandparents and, you know, do. <laughs> my kids will be like, you know. Will you babysit while we go on spring break or, you know, some crap like that? And I'll, I'll be a sucker. I'll say yes. Yeah. But right now I'm saying no more diapers. That's just the official stance. So you were uh, you were checking out some cannabis conference stuff. I know we got a couple coming up here with Canacon. Uh, that means I've been here a year because that was the first time I came up here in Washington was uh, for Canacon for uh, all that. So cool. that's kind of exciting uh, to see how how much it's it's gotten bigger and everything. What kinds of industries have stuck around? Like you, know, it's kind of like going to CES or something in the tech technology sector where you see a lot of stuff, but like 
80% of it's vapor, right? Like you're never going to see it, make it to market. It, it's all right. just, it's all just fluffy crap, you know? So it, it'll be interesting to see how much of that percentage in the cannabis industry is actual sticky coming back year after year right. with innovative products, not just rehashing, you know, the, the same crap everyone else is doing. Um, but our- what, what was the one you were at? I was at uh, Greenflower Media out of California, put on uh, something called the Cannabis Health Summit. Uh, and it was uh, high-definition video coming from a professional studio, very well produced. I, I'm, I'm really a big fan of, of Greenflower and uh, so Max what, Simon, founder what? and CEO. Really just, he has his shit together, you know. He, he put on a great show. He brought in these brilliant uh, speakers, and they got down hard and heavy with the science of this. Was it all virtual or there was actual a physical place that they had speakers, but they just streamed it live for everyone? Well, there were some people there, but but I think basically like 99.99% of their audience was on, on the other end of a broadband. Oh, okay, so it wasn't like a big conference where you're you're all there trading <laughs> like Correct. cold viruses and everything. Right. Yeah, it was nice sure. in that they did have a small live audience. Uh, but, uh, but, but not some, like a, a big conference, not, uh, you, you know, not, uh, hundreds or thousands of, of people. That's cool though, because I, f- I feel like that, I mean, a lot of people, you can go to the conferences and in person, there's just a lot of distractions and stuff. If it's something you're sitting down at home and you're like in front of your computer ready to absorb, I think you'll get what they're trying to get across a lot easier. Oh, I, I absolutely freaking loved it. You know, and I've been in IT for a long time since I since I got out of college, since even in college, I was doing IT technical writing and stuff. And so, uh, so I'm just a big believer in, you know, bring the people broadband and let them be creative and price it in a way that it's democratic and people will do really, really cool shit. Oh, for sure. Technology. And, and that's exactly what I, I think Max Simon and uh, Gregory Fry and, and just his entire team there at Green Flower uh, pulled off this weekend. I'll admit, going into it, I was I, what I would call cautiously optimistic. I was like, you know, I really like these guys. I'm rooting for them. I hope they can pull this off because there's just so many things on the technical side that can go wrong when you've got 10,000 simultaneous video feeds from from your server, you know. Yeah, you definitely need to make sure you're ready with the bandwidth to handle that. I know we were doing yeah. that kind of stuff from like the Montana hearings they were having for medical cannabis and it was pretty much what like hoping you had decent internet but then being ready like with little uh like 3G cards and everything. It wasn't it wasn't ideal, but it looks like they had their stuff hardwired and had a really nice stream and all that. That's it was really gorgeous, cool. and I and I really can't wait for it to uh, to come out. Um, I don't, you know, if if they do end up selling DVDs or or, or whatever, I, I just want online access. Uh, there's going to be a lot of bonus materials, and uh, they're also offering a year of uh, this magazine that's for cannabis industry professionals, which tells me that it's relatively new magazine. That's kind of a new, you know, segment. Uh, but I'm, I'm very interested in it. It looks, it looks uh, pretty professional. And I, I was embarrassed to say I wasn't familiar with this magazine. Um, What's it called again? I think it's called MG, but let me, let me check on that. Is but it, anyway, is it so, a they're, low... so they're offering, I'm, you know, I, even without knowing the price, I'm probably just going to pay it and, and get the online access because there was so much hard science and so many recent uh, studies uh, discussed 
just so many incredible perspectives from you know doctors who are working with patients on a daily basis. And these are doctors who believe in cannabinoid and terpene therapy. They're doctors who were sometimes at the forefront of this research. And boy, let me tell you, what came out of their mouth was just very enlightening. Uh, it kind of went beyond education. It was, it was inspirational and made you proud to be a part of, of this movement and, and to be able to, uh, to get information from people like this who are clearly passionate and, and just have so much knowledge. Well, that's good, too, because a lot of this stuff is pretty new. So you, yeah. you see articles like uh, what we saw here uh, on the Weed blog talking about how dabs are basically the biggest thing now that police and the media are needlessly freaking out about. So it kind of gives people like the, the knowledge to be able to go against what this rhetoric is saying and being like, no, it's actually not all of this ridiculous fear-mongering crap you're saying it is. Like, it's, it's, just, it's just derbs. It's dabs. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Now, interestingly, there was a doctor there, a doctor from California, coincidentally, uh, who clearly said, you know, and she's – this isn't the first time she's received, you know, um, uh, maybe a, uh, a countering voice, so to speak. But but she said she did not think dabbing. This made me think of you, dude. She said I don't. I, she did not think that dabbing uh, was real medicine. Um, and uh, she came up with some, you know, quite frankly, some some decent reasons why I I, I don't agree with her. Um, but it, but still, I, I totally respect and like the fact that that she was gutsy enough to kind of go against the tide of what a lot of other of, of her peers are saying. Well, and it I'll, depends. It depends what she what her context is. Like, sure, if if you took a certain slice of the dab population, like a lot of that shit's not medicine. It's garbage. It's full of butane. It's not purged right. Like, there's a ton of things wrong with it. You wouldn't want to give that to a actual you know like a cancer patient or somebody that's actually trying to use it as medicine not just you know like we're doing just getting stoned on it you know so right. it, it depends uh, but there's also like a subset that there is a very you know medical protocol in place to produce this stuff to the highest grade that they can and it is legit medicine it's saving people every day it's raising their you know their comfort level in in whatever they're dealing with right so yeah, it was. Uh, but anyway, I would I would encourage listeners to uh, to check it out. It's just at uh, Cannabis Health Summit. Uh, I believe it's dot com dot org. Anyway, nice. everybody uses Google. Just type that in, press enter, and it will bring you the world. And some uh, of the stuff, like in this article, I I agree with. Like there are home explosions that happen because people are trying to make it themselves. Right. So there is definitely some sort of standard that needs to be there that's like, okay, if you don't have this, this, and this, then you shouldn't be doing this outside. And if you are, then here's how you should be doing it outside. And, you know, here's how to be safe about what you're doing. But ideally, you would just, I guess, leave it up to, you know, each state to figure that part out for themselves. But that's that's a lot of it. Like you, you put the word explosion in, and instantly people think meth lab, and then from there they already have that context in their mind that it's just this negative, gross, dirty shit. And yeah, right, right. I think you bring up an excellent point. There is a lot of crap BHO out there. There's, I, I, in fact, I think maybe this is you know we get all these political kind of 
you know. It's like prohibitions fall though, because you can't open up legit labs in places right. like in certain states. So right. the only access people have to is, you know, whatever their their friends are making or, or whoever. Right. It's it's um So technically, if you want to think about it, I blame the home explosions on prohibition, not on dabs. So there. You know, and that's a, a good way of looking at it. And there's just, we have to remember, too, that, you, you know, I remember seeing, you, you see the kind of bumper sticker philosophy, like on Facebook. <laughs> I recently got on Facebook in late Have you December. seen all of the stick figures? Oh, my God. That. <laughs> I don't, that. I don't but. Uh, uh, Out of control. Just, well, the the whole idea that. You know, if somebody's just an idiot, and, and I'm not trying to be negative, I think we're fairly Nuh-uh. positive people here. Nah, not... but if they're just an idiot, it doesn't matter whether they're straight or stoned or high. You know what I mean? An idiot yeah, is an yeah. idiot, and we know that the conservatives and the prohibitionists have have you know taken examples of idiots who just happen to like get you know high all the time, or or happen to be high and they did something stupid. Some would even they, say. They have paid some idiots to go and do things like that to then frame a certain, you know, conversation a certain way. So right, sure. right, you know. So, uh, but but I think you know, I think back to where, when these apartment buildings. This is not happening all over the place. You know, it's not like an right. epidemic, but there have been cases of. Uh, there was that one in Bellevue, Washington. We've talked about it on previous podcasts, yeah. where you know the, the ex Microsoft dudes, you know, blow the place up, and this 86 year old former mayor of Bellevue, you know, falls like six stories to her to her death uh, because you know they, she's 86 and they can't. I wouldn't want to save a 12 year old from a six story fall, you know, let alone an 86 year old. So we get these people just doing this really freaking stupid stuff. And that's if we assume that the BHO they were creating might have been top shelf, really healthy <laughs> yeah, right. stuff. They still kill people in the process of making it. Yeah. And a lot of it, too, is just misreporting. They're saying here this paper, uh, the, the Middletown patch. They're going around and, you know, publishing things saying that shatter is five more times potent than pot and can cause explosions once it's lit. So if you're even just smoking it, you might explode. You don't know. My head could blow up. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta. And they're just confusing, you know, obviously how it's made. (laughs) They just hear what they want to hear out of it. And they're like, oh, it has this flammable thing in it. Of course, once you light it, it explodes. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's just bad reporting. It's bad I, I journalism. Think you're right, you know, it's this is, and I heard this theme echoed several times during the the uh, cannabis health summit this weekend, where many of the just the best speakers I heard said, "Look, I wish this was as simple as you know this versus this or these three elements." Right, it's totally or, not though. It's so much it's not, more it's than that. It's science. unnecessarily it's really, more. <laughs> yeah, it's complicated. You know, it's just really it's really complicated stuff. So. Um, but you bring up a very good point with the purging. So you can't say BHO is good or BHO is bad. Let's face it, just like cars, just like a massage. It's just the technique, like, uh, yeah. It's, it's the equipment. Good... It's the person operating the equipment. It's you know the input material. It's the grade of, of uh, solvent you're using. It's there, There's a whole bunch of variables, for exactly. sure. Exactly, exactly. So that's why I kind of get frustrated, especially you know as, as a journalist or a writer, when I hear... Uh, statements like that that are overly simplistic, you know, that this is good or this is bad, and you just think to yourself, how do you even respond to that? Because it's just such an 
ignorant statements. Well, and that's what it is, right? It's it's a at that point it becomes a contest of who can get the higher rank for those search terms. So when the argument comes up on Facebook or Twitter and people go Google freaking dab explosions or whatever, they're either yeah. going to find this kind of nonsense that's just bad reporting and, you know, not really even journalism, or they're going to come across an episode of this show or they're going to come across an article you've done on Waxy. So it is kind of like up to us to to flood as much of that out there as we can so that, you know, when people are out there looking for it, it, it's a lot easier sifting through the bullshit. I think, I, I think you, you know, you bring up a really good point. Um, so, so anyway, yeah, we, we don't need to kick that topic to death. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you know, just if, if you take anything home with you, you know, your, your, your take home kitties today is uh, th- this is really complicated science. You know, these are molecules highly volatile lots of pressure lots of heats lots of all sorts of stuff that could go wrong if you don't know what you're doing sure that's right that's right so, so what else is going on let's in let's talk about this thing uh before we move on since we're talking about dabs have you seen the dabadoo bolt is that what you were posting some pictures on yeah social media? so if if you guys are listening <laughs> if you go to instagram.com slash the jam hole that's my instagram uh, you'll see a couple pictures of this, like nice in the in the light box and everything. Uh, but basically, yeah, it's it's kind of what we've been looking for. I think like when when you're using your cartridges or your vape pens, sometimes you're just like, I need a bigger dab. Like this is this is just not doing it, right? This is not doing it for me. <laughs> and this this is kind of that. It's it's got the battery here, and it's pretty much like a cell phone battery. It's like twenty seven hundred milliamps or or twenty seven eighty or something. Uh, and then yeah, it's got a ceramic dish with this titanium uh, bowl in it, and then it's got this glass piece that goes on it. And you can put water in this part. Uh, I'm showing the camera if you're watching live. Hotboxpodcast.com/slash/live. You can see this. Um, but I've kind of been liking it dry without without water in it. Plus water, I think, will make the dab clog these slits for your diffusion. Um, but yeah, so you just you hit this button, and it heats up, and then it turns green when it's ready, and then you dab. It's got a little carb cap, and you do that, and then you dab more. And nice. it fits in this little box, which is awesome. Uh, but yeah, I got a full review and pictures and all that stuff coming out for it on StuffStonersLike.com. Uh, but yeah, it's called the Dabadoo Bolt. So check that stuff out. It's pretty cool. It's kind of my new favorite portable uh, rig. It's a lot easier than trucking an e-nail and like a glass piece and then all right. the all the. It looks stuff. like a sweet looks like a sweet little unit. I, yeah. I turned and this is cool feet. too. Like it's it's got this little foot, but it's all magnet, so it kind of it stays on it. But yeah, it's really well made and and nice. I like it. Sweet. I've been digging the. Uh, I, I just a few days ago, uh, Waxy published my review of the Puffco Pro Concentrate Vape Pen. Oh, yeah. How did that one work? Did you dig it? I freaking love this thing. I have to admit, I did not anticipate liking it this much. It's uh, it's really fantastic. Now you know it only it only works with uh, concentrates. So you know it. You got to compare apples with apples. You know, don't don't compare it with something. Uh, that that handles flowers because it's it's very different. But you know, it's it's all metal and ceramic, metal and ceramic. There's no glues in it. Everything is threaded very precisely, and it all 
clamps together. But I'll tell you when that, uh, and you know, the reason they sell those ceramic atomizers uh, for 15 bucks is because, you know, it's going to get gummed up. It's going to get crappy and you're going to be able to clean it a few times, but it's not going to be that long. Yeah, it's I, definitely something you need to be replacing if you want to keep yeah, it working. I saw well. one one guy like on the East Coast in Jersey or something who does a ton of good reviews. I forget his name, but he's pretty, pretty smart on this stuff. Uh, uh, and you know, just in all honesty, he, he might not be a professional uh, writer or reviewer, but he certainly understands these freaking vape pens and, <laughs> and mobile vapes. Uh, and he was saying that you know, you after about a month, you'd want to buy. Uh, you know, if you're just using it on a daily basis you would want to uh, buy yourself a new $15 atomizer, which I think is a, a great deal. I just, I love the fact that this thing has no plastic. And I was reading one review that compared uh, a, a, t- a totally different uh, vape pen, uh, but with one that Snoop Dogg, with all due respect, and I really I saw think those. Snoop is a hilarious entertainer. I love his, I really, you know, I like the guy. I don't really listen to his music. I'm listening to like The Who and The Rolling Stones and stuff. It's just kind of me. But his series on narrating animals, though, is pretty on point. I, I should, well, yeah, I should check that out. I haven't even it's seen, so I've seen funny. the trailer park, park boys stuff. But, uh, but anyway, there was a vape pen that he's put his, his name on, the Pro G or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it's got plastic in it and everything, and it's and it's like 120 bucks. I really like this Puffco. It's 80, and and I think last week they had it on sale for like 74. I, I mean, I consider that really really cheap, quite frankly. And I'm not, you know I'm not a rich guy, but for what it does, that's I was amazed it was under 100. Yeah, it's good stuff. I, it's cool to see what kind of innovation this sort of uh, these things have. A lot of like technology people in them so it kind of evolves quickly like tech does and you just there are all sorts of new cool ones coming out all the time so i was i'm stoked to be getting sent some of this stuff to review as i'm sure you are uh it's it's pretty cool yeah yeah it's it's, i I mean I, i just get the feeling that uh especially in terms of the battery uh, you know, it's a USB charge, uh, the battery on it. Most of the heft of it is in the battery, uh, you know, 50, 60% of the length of this. Oh, yeah. And the sure. battery. Uh, and it's nice to know you can replace that battery too. Although battery life in this, in the Puffco was stellar. I mean, multiple days and, and in order to review it, I really wanted to become familiar with it. So I was making it kind of my primary, you know, that's how I'm going to medicate today for the most part. Just puffing uh, tough on it, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, and boy, that it, 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 I don't think I had to recharge it till like the third day. <clears throat> That's cool. Just well, just if you think really, about it too, they are basically the size of your cell phone battery. So what your cell phone battery powers a lot more stuff than just a little atomizer, you know? Right, right, so, exactly. That, That's but, cool. So, so yeah, I'm pleased, and for the money, oh man, you can't, you, you just, you can't beat it, you know. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of, you know, instantly a fan here. In fact. uh had to reach out to my BHO guy because I enjoyed using this thing and writing the review so much that I, you know, just bland through a, a gram of BHO in probably, you know, six or seven days. <laughs> six or seven days. Wow. That's a really long time, Gooey. <laughs> I would see. Remember, I know. I'm just, I'm I just know, messing with you. Four hours for you. I know. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> hey, you follow, uh, you follow all this political nonsense. Yeah. Some of it depends. I'm, I'm curious what you think. Uh, there was an article on the Motley Fool here about uh, what what the weed market would look like under this uh, Bernie Sanders guy. People feeling the burn out there. It seems like. Yeah. Uh, 
And they're thinking uh, the market obviously getting larger. I think that would pretty much happen either way. But uh, do you think this is – I'm sure there's a lot of people that smoke weed. They're like, man, we have no idea who we're going to vote for because it's like turd sandwich or a, a giant douche. Well, this this is just me, okay? I'm not trying to advise anybody, and I'm not claiming to be. No, you're the, you're our, you're the hot box political advisor. Advise right. advise hey, us. You, that's a sad state of affairs. I know. Cheers. <laughs> just just got done this weekend at this health summit. Like some of the smartest people I've ever heard, you know. So I certainly don't want to uh, have anybody think that I'm uh, a really smart guy on this. But, um, you know, there's there's some. There's some interesting politics here, to say the least. Is he the least of the evils that could be voted for? Or I think okay, if you're if you're a cannabis person, okay, yeah. we are. This is a hot box podcast. We are cannabis so people here. Yes. Okay, so I'm I'm assuming if you're listening that you're either curious and it might go in the direction of being pro pot, pro med pot, yeah, whatever, sure. pro legalization, or you know, good chance you're already in that camp. I'd say 99 percent of your listeners. <laughs> By are, the time we've gotten to you, you're pretty you're pretty well deep in the trenches right. of that camp. I would say. Right. You know, you've you've drank the Kool Aid or however however you want to uh, to, to say it, and uh, I. I, I, okay, so if you're a pop person, I think you hope that Bernie gets the nomination and that that he can win the presidency. You know, there's all these gates you got to get through. But in terms of just you know forgetting all that complexity and saying who who would you rather be in the White House? If you're a pop person, medical marijuana. If you have any serious epilepsy, cancer, MS, <laughs> you gotta want Bernie in there, or you're a freaking idiot. Okay. Remember, I'm not talking about economic policy. I'm not talking about all this other stuff. Just, at all. just strictly based on on the weed, right? Right. Just based on that. No shit. You want him in there, okay? But if you can't get him, then you want Hillary because I get the feeling that uh, Hillary would be very similar to o- Obama and that she wouldn't she wouldn't do anything positive really at the federal level. She also wouldn't screw it up, and she would kind of let the states do her own thing. Now, the, now normally I and I don't really follow this stuff. I I I would really have to troll you hard right now for saying that tr- that Hillary is the other. But in lieu of recent events and what the other alternative would be with. Right, you want- uh, Donald Biff, Mountain Dew, Camacho, Trump. Like, <laughs> uh, I, 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 at that point, I am hard pressed to just and like, dude, burn the vote Cruz, and walk away their- from it at that point. Yeah. but I don't know. Look at their two strongest right now. Okay, uh, Ted Cruz, he's freaking evangelical. All right. He he thinks Jesus hates the weed. I, I mean, it's oh my it's god! It's pretty much like AIDS or hepatitis. Like it's choosing just the worst of the worst shit of the worst shit. Like there's no there's no way around it at that point. So let's hope oh, it doesn't absolutely. get to that point. Let's... Absolutely. So I've seen some really good kind of meme like stuff on Facebook and you know, other social media where it's saying, yeah, duh. If you're in this culture, you want Bernie. <laughs> But look, if Bernie doesn't get it, don't shit your pants. Go for Hillary. Just keep the Chris Christie's and the Ted Cruz's and the Donald Trump's the hell out of there because 
boy, they and they could really mess up some wonderful. I mean, Chris Christie doesn't have a snowball's chance in hell, okay, of getting the nomination. <laughs> but wouldn't that be fun? I it would almost be fun to just do that. Like, let's all just like just the the biggest troll ever worldwide. Just all vote for that guy and sit back and watch it burn. Like, not Bernie burn, but like watch Trump just destroy everything. We'll just sit back <laughs> from the from the bunker and like watch it all just go to shit. That that, that no, could agree. be a you know could be an alternative. I understand your sense of adventure, but you, <laughs> you join my camp, dude. You have kids now, and 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 you got to give a shit whether somebody like Trump burns the the rodeo down. You have to care now. Uh, I, I don't I don't I don't think so. I mean I I see where <laughs> I see where you're coming from, and that. But I mean, there's 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 other planets. There's other. Other countries that so you're his Elon bombs. Musk man, eh? You want to go to Mars? <laughs> <laughs> no, well, I'm, no, not after seeing the Martian, but you know, maybe somewhere a little more uh, Goldilocks zone-ish, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's called Oregon. Well, hell, you live in Washington. You're, that, you're in the Goldilocks place, dude. You want to move to New Jersey? Well, yeah, really? but I, I was saying like worst case, like nuclear fallout, need a oh, new planet oh. type of sitch. I, I wouldn't go to Mars. I'd I'd try and shoot for one of those other. But yeah, <laughs> we're we're pretty well effed in the A either way. I think <laughs> effed in the A. Effed um, right in the A. Yeah, F to the A. So, so, uh, so, so, yeah. I'm very. Uh, I, I, I think just again, if you're if you're in the cannabis culture, if you're like any of the people who eagerly tuned into that health summit this weekend, or who purchased the Puffco Pro, don't you like how I do that? Uh, and and enjoy your vaped concentrates. You're in the culture, okay. Don't put too much thought. Don't hurt your brain thinking about this, okay. It's Bernie. If he gets it. If he don't, it's Hillary, and again, I'm not expecting anything out of her except more an Obama-esque. Approach. More of the same, just a little, just a little uh, extra time, extra breathing space before the inevitable. L- little, yeah, just a little more cleavage, and she 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 needs a facelift more than Obama. That's all. Or if you want to watch the world burn with me, then vote for Trump, or you know, <laughs> write in write in somebody else. <laughs> Uh, did you see this in Springfield, uh, Massachusetts? They uh, they had a fire uh, at a house. There was a fire. And when the uh, fire department got up in there, there was a little bit of a grow, you could say. Uh-huh. Uh, some, some, some weed plants growing uh-huh. inside. Uh, so then, of course, they're, they're, you know, saying that as these grow operations become more widespread, all of this technology gets all sophisticated, and then, you know, things start exploding, because as we know, a sophisticated technology takes a lot of uh, energy <laughs> to run, so. <laughs> but I, again, have to, I can't attribute this to to any sort of, like, criminal activity per se, uh, unless you, you look at prohibition and, and blame it on that, because if you if you weren't being so prohibitive, you could have done this legally in the right way and not risk, you know, explosions or, or burning, burning things okay. down. Here's, here's, here's a good example. I uh, was reading up on hydrogen fuel cell cars mm. uh, over the past. Very explosive. Okay. 
Now, yes, okay. Possibly. And that's one of the arguments against very highly contested. It's very emotional. All these, 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 uh, you know, uh, environmentalist survivors, right? They get, anyway, so, so, so what they say is they say, oh, well, you know, bottling, you know, uh, compressing the hydrogen and then getting it to a hydrogen dispensing station, you know, like a gas station, but with hydrogen. And they would probably serve up both. But anyway, uh, that that there's all this danger inherent in that. And there is. And that's real. OK, but we regulate it very, very strongly. Whether you like or don't like the petroleum industry, I'm not a big fan. OK, but, uh, it, you know, I can't remember the last time there was an explosion at a gas station anywhere, you know, especially near me or in my city or, or, or whatever. OK, and so the argument was to transport this hydrogen we do it with gas, and gas is highly volatile and extremely explosive. We move it down the yeah, road, yeah, but... refine it, and move it down the road every single day. So the argument is, and I adhere to this argument, is that we could do the exact same thing with hydrogen. Hydrogen is not inherently unsafe. Now, sorry for being verbose, because this whole thing is just an analogy for uh, anything you're going to do with, with, with cannabis – uh, and, and you just, uh, if you regulate it, what you were saying with prohibition, okay, I agree to, to blame it on prohibition. Pull it out of that and and regulate it. This was a continuing theme in the Cannabis uh, Health Summit by Greenflower Media this weekend where, where there were pleas, sometimes emotional pleas, saying people are dying, patients are dying, and we need to regulate this, and we need to pull it out of prohibition and again, my my analogy with the hydrogen and transportation of very volatile flu, uh, fuels is that boy, it, 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 only in prohibition do you get those explosions killing the 86-year-old former mayor of Bellevue. When you regulate this and do it in labs and use the right equipment and use smart people like you and, and the professor, okay, you don't get this shit blowing up in the middle of the night and killing little old ladies. <coughs> my question is... <coughs> When did we become such little babies? Like, why, if we never did anything that wasn't, like, that could have been dangerous, like, we would never have any, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be exploring space. Like, you can't use that, like, as an excuse to be like, oh, I'm sorry that you might get hurt doing it, so we better <laughs> just not. That's true, too. Like, well, That's I could true. get hurt leaving my house, so, well, I better just not. You're going to just have to send me a check every month and a bunch of food and shit. <laughs> like that's that's the yeah I don't know I don't I don't like those arguments that's silly yeah so what else is going on in the world of cannabis well there was some research happening as far as migraines and cannabis easing that sort of thing um, we know that there's been some studies probably not as many as there should be. Uh, in regards to like microdosing for uh, ten tension headaches and stuff like that of psilocybin, which seems to really ease ease those those headaches. So it's interesting to see that there's also some easing of those migraines uh, using wheat, which is kind of cool. Uh, One of they, the doctors they, at the they study Summit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, he was uh, he was talking about microdosing. And there, there were a couple different speakers that talked about dosing in terms of how it's like a bell curve and it's got a sweet spot, okay? Right. So too much, and, and you can actually exacerbate the disease or the condition or the inflammation. 
too little obviously doesn't hit the mark. And uh, anyway, there's some very, very interesting information on that that, that obviously would uh, apply to all diseases or afflictions, including migraines. Yeah, and you get different effects depending on the dose, obviously. So if, if it depends what you're trying to shoot for, I guess. Um, right. This study in particular, they did 121 patients. 103 reported a decrease in their monthly migraines. Uh, the frequency of migraines dropped from about 10 per month to less than five. Uh, the they say that they uh, they felt like those numbers, those stats, can really back up that that weed is helpful here. So that's pretty cool. Oh yeah, I. The researchers you know, believe the serotonin plays a role in migraine headaches. Uh, they're trying to study more how cannabinoids ease that pain. Uh, this They say, quote, this made us think about a lot more questions that we want answered, and so it would be ideal if we could design those prospective big randomized clinical trials to look at this in more detail. That would be great, federal government, if we could only just be able to do that in more than just a couple places. That would be really fantastic. Wow. You know, one of the, one of the, and I'm sorry for just bringing this up, but it's very fresh on my mind and it was such excellent information. Oh, Again, people will want to check out this uh, Cannabis Health Summit. But there were there were multiple uh, speakers who, who talked about the lack of research in this one gentleman, and I apologize, I forget his name. It was just an onslaught. It was really just kind of crazy. Well, it's like, not for lack of people wanting to study it. It's like it was very hard to get a Schedule One research license before, you know? We was talking about how there's uh, about 20,000 research studies, uh, most of which do not involve human trials. You know, they're, they're uh, preclinical, so they're Petri dishes, they're test tubes, you know, they're, um, you know, sometimes, uh, boy, we feel really lucky if we get a, a primate or a, a mouse or a rat. Right, or, right. Or they actually Very early animal. stage stuff. Yeah, yeah, but you know, the, yeah, it was very, it was, it was very early stage. Well, um, his estimate was that out of those twenty thousand research studies, that only about two hundred involve human trials, and of those two hundred, the vast majority involved that really shitty weed from NIDA, <laughs> okay, from the Mississippi farm, uh, the government, you know, the federal stuff, where um, you know the percentage, the THC percentage, was just like two or three, you know, it was like, we were talking about that before with, uh, with, with our, with our friend, the stockbroker there in Florida, you know, with, uh, um, uh, with his government, uh, joints, you know, that stuff is just such, uh, such crap. Well, that's the exact same stuff to my understanding that was being used in these studies. So if you're going to do a research study and say that, oh, we didn't notice much benefit from smoking these uh, stems and, and seeds, you know, it's like, yeah, well, weird, no right? shit, you know, use some real medicine. Right. And I mean, have that data there. Like, here's what was in the material that we were using. So clearly you could look at those stems and seeds and be like, ah, oh, well, see, your problem is there was really no, nothing good in there. <laughs> no terpenes, no good cannabinoids. I mean, right, maybe a couple, right. need, but nothing. Yeah, you needed some terpenes, you know, yeah, you needed a good you needed 15, some buds, 20% some THC, calyx, you know, and you had trichomes. <laughs> Get in there with all that dumbasses god the politics are just so thick boy the conservatives just you know i try not to be too polarized and too much of a zealot but i mean boy these conservatives it's humans dude if you could just stop being so freaking unreasonable like a lot more <laughs> things could could get accomplished and, and i'm not trying to offend not um, you personally just humans no, no, in I general know. very very unreasonable 
group. And maybe it's the you know what I've been, you know the medicine I've been using today has me a little too honest, but uh, <laughs> I, I I really am not trying to offend anyone of faith or anyone who's religious, just not at all. But I'm sorry, I see so many problems arising from fundamentalism and people of you know pretty hardcore evangelical backgrounds and mindsets. I, you know, they, they hate our culture, dude. You know, they, they think weed is evil. They refuse to consider it as a medicine. And I'm like, holy crap, your Jesus is telling you to help these sick people. And you're letting them suffer with Oxycontin and, and these terrible opiate drugs, you know, and this chemotherapy. And wow, yeah, I see a whole lot of compassion there. So I I'm feel sorry. like that's not them, though. Like, that comes from somewhere. They didn't just wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm going to hate potheads. Like, that's been ingrained into them from years of this prohibition bullshit. Well, don't they say, doesn't it go, and I'm not very... Yeah, uh, it does. Free. It's self-fulfilling for sure, but... But I mean, there's only like so much fluids? you can do when that stuff is brainwashed into you over decades and decades of staring at a TV and doing what you're told. Like that's that's where that comes from. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it, go back to like like the Middle Ages and like where the Druid culture, the people probably the... it probably started. I would say maybe around the printing press. Once you could mass produce that stuff and really get it out there. I mean, there. People have been being controlled by media since, like, the old yellers that were in the king's court, like, hollering about who was who was doing what and everything. Like, they were getting told <laughs> that to go out to shape a certain opinion. Like, that's that's what it is. I can it's tell you enjoy why your time we do this show, track. right? That's why people write. That's that's what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just sad that they won't. Because I try to make my my opinions and my perception of all the science based. It's not my. It's not really my opinion. It's the opinion of the science is the way. I, I heard think. once that opinions are like assholes. <laughs> I forget how the rest of it goes, but um, yeah. there was this other article about some other research talking about how actually it might not be the cannabis that's the culprit for this IQ decline. Apparently, there's a big IQ decline in in adolescence, and uh, they're they're trying to blame it on weed. But then there was this study done with the Stoner Xbox, twins. Dude. Are you familiar with the Stoner twins? No. They they were uh, so they say to test whether these things are happening. The these authors pulled data from two different twin studies, gathering information from slightly more than three thousand individual twins. Twin studies are, of course, an important way to get better insight into confusing casual or causal pictures because they can control for two of the major confounding factors: family background and genetics. Right. Because identical twins share nearly all of their DNA, non-identical twins share only around half of their DNA. Seeing greater similarity between identical twins tells us how much difference can be explained by genetics. So that helps, of course, establish the baseline. Uh, they took all the IQ tests uh, to assess their participants' cognitive function before marijuana involvement. Okay, uh, That was between the ages of 9 and 12. Then they conducted another set of tests when the subjects were 17 to 20. And at each stage, they asked the participants about their marijuana usage and the usage of other drugs, including alcohol, uh, using standard diagnostic interviews designed to ascertain substance abuse. So, of course, you can intuit what they, they found, that actually the weed had no nothing to do with, with the IQ being higher or lower of, of one or the other. So, pretty cool. 
Yep. It's, um, you know, I, I definitely do think when you have good medicine and your your approach, kind of your, uh, a lot of the speakers this weekend talked about mind, body, spirit approach, a holistic approach to this. Uh, and granted, this a lot of these speakers are coming out of California and so it kind of reflects a West Coast uh, culture or a, a California woo? culture. Would you say there was a lot of woo there, perhaps? A lot of what? Woo? It's called woo? Like uh, like water dousing, that would be a form of woo, or like uh, acupuncture would probably be considered a form uh, of woo. I, I think a lot of these people definitely, you know, look at things from an alternative medicine and holistic approach. Obviously, they've embraced cannabis and, and you know, are very interested in the science of terpenes and cannabinoids. Well, that's good. At least they have something that, that actually does have some sort of effect in their, in their uh, toolbox to use. Yeah. I do you hate know. to see cannabis get exploited to take people's money like that, but I mean, you know. I, I, I do agree with the mind, body, spirit. I think yeah, it's a no, definitely. intelligent yeah. way of approaching it. So so anyway, you just heard this this from multiple speakers uh, echoed the mind, body, spirit. And so I think back to my point of not only do you have good medicine, but if you approach your use of that medicine judiciously, um, at, you know, from, from a good place, you're not trying to escape from reality. You're trying to enhance reality. You're, uh, trying to improve your mood. You're trying to alleviate your pain or your nausea, um, you know, or, or your depression, your PTSD, your anxiety, your stress. You're trying to get some sleep because you have insomnia. You got a migraine. I mean, the, the, the efficacy is just, is quite, uh, but is that what hard. it comes down to is it's really, really good at relieving stress and stress is probably the number one cause of a lot of those things, or at least the start of it. So if you can eliminate the stress, you're probably going to be okay. I mean, I mean, I'm not right. stressing, I, and okay. I'm okay. If, if you that's, quit drinking, that's science, you, right there. Yeah, if you quit drinking or you quit, say, smoking commercial cigarettes, tobacco cigarettes. Yeah. Um, they say that's two of the like the most totally difficult things that you can do, especially if you you know liked smoking cigarettes and if you liked drinking. Well, and just um, throw caffeine in there. Well, you know, I can't quit coffee, but yeah, this is... Well, this I'm is not, a- we're not quitting anything, but I mean, for the sake of the discussion, <laughs> if you want to say, like, the, the addictive things to try and stop, like, those are Absolutely. the top three right there. Absolutely. Well, my, my, my point is, uh, and I like to maintain some of the mystery, so I want to give the exact details of this or a timetable for it, but um, because I had good cannabis and was approaching it from kind of a mind body spirit way that that i think is positive and I, some other people smart people who i've listened to who i think are uh you know kind of in tune with the reality and the science of all this that they say it's a positive way of, of approaching it um and and i had no problem giving up commercial cigarettes or giving up alcohol because i had good cannabis and i approached it in a mind body spirit way if that makes sense Sorry, I, I was taking a, a rip off of my my spirit yeah. here. <laughs> You're the dabbing. But the no, dab. that's that's true. Like it's you it's know? all about how you go into it. But uh, but everybody's supposed to freak out at that when you quit. I'll never forget when my dad was a <coughs> teenager, and it nearly damn well killed him. Oh, holy God, he was addicted to commercial cigarettes. Um, and he would smoke at his peak. He smoked between one and a half and two packs a day. 
and for him to quit just nearly killed his ass. But could that have been anything, or is there a certain kind of personality that tends to just go over, like, we find something we like, and we just do it until we're sick of it, and then we go on (laughs) and find something else we like. Like, he was just trying to smoke until he was sick of it. No, you, you, you bring up a good point. Because that's a lot. I've smoked for, like, a long time, and I, I don't smoke that much. Like, you gotta you got to keep that shit under control somewhat. Well, when I smoked, I, I you know, and I rarely smoke an entire cigarette in, in one sitting. You know, I'd smoke a third or half of it or something. You know, I'll put it out, and cigarettes are expensive, so but then you come this back This coming from the guy that a gram lasts eight weeks, or eight days, what did you say? <laughs> eight eight it was days. Like, it was between five and seven. A cigarette lasts me three days, a gram of dabs about a week. That makes sense, though. That's how to live, for sure. Well, I'm like, you know, a Jewish accountant, so uh, that's kind, of, <laughs> kind of the approach I take to this. <laughs> that's right. You never know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so so I'm just like, wow, so cannabis, I, I didn't have, I, I just... Literally, I just quit smoking and quit drinking, and it was it just like was okay, no big deal. And I think it's because I had that cannabis, but it's not just the cannabis that was good medicine; that it was also kind of the the approach I took to it. You know, I. Uh, so anyway, would you <laughs> would you have felt better about that approach though if it wasn't weed? Like, I feel like the weed makes makes doing those sorts of things more tolerant so that it can become part of your routine so that pretty soon you're not having to think about it because you're on weed, man. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, this is kind of interesting. Uh, the Seattle, they're looking and saying that their city has 24 marijuana delivery businesses. They are illegal. And now, uh, they actually outnumber the 19 licensed stores there. To combat the problem, Seattle officials are pledging a crackdown. Crackdown, gooey. Crackdown in Seattle happening. (laughs) And a new legal delivery option, which this is cool. There should be an option for delivery services. I would love love to roll around in an armored freaking like Cadillac or something (laughs) and just deliver weed to all the, the weed needy people of the world. That'd be great. I think you should have like a 78 Eldorado converter. Right? That's right. You took the words right out of my mind, gooey. <laughs> get you some hydraulics so you're doing some shit. Oh, that'd be so great to, to get the weed out. <laughs> That's right. Uh, they say uh, this is Alex Cooley, the co founder of marijuana producer Solstice. His business has been one of the first to receive state and city licenses, but he said his business is like his can't compete with illegal home delivery services. Uh, He says, quote, if I were able to conduct a criminal enterprise where law enforcement doesn't care and my consumer doesn't care that it's illegal and they're breaking the law, then what's going to stop me? Solstice recently joined that competition offering delivery for medical marijuana patients, but Seattle City Attorney Pete Holmes said he's dismayed that Solstice would take that step as a state-licensed business. Uh, Holmes said there are good reasons to offer delivery, but only if it's made legal first. He says, quote, if we can make ourselves safer on the highways, if we can help adults who need access who can't otherwise get it, or people with medical authorizations, then it makes sense to do it within the legal regimen. I mean, when you think about what's going on here, you know, people coming to your home or business, um, and if, if they are not uh, 
professionals, and uh, if they don't follow a certain code of ethics, um, they know where you live. And but so does your pizza delivery guy. Do you expect a certain code of ethics well, and professionalism yeah. from the Domino's yeah, I get guy? That from Chinese food, I get it from Pizza Hut or. or but that's just not, that's just a thing that just that. goes without saying. I, why would a but weed it, delivery service say that? Oh, these guys are going to case your place and break in well, and rob I, shit. No, no, I'm I, I'm just saying. I, I th- well, I, I, hey, the pizza delivery guys are regulated, you know, the food. But know, how many of them are casing places and robbing shit? You don't know because they never get right. caught. <laughs> I just, I, I do think there needs to, when, when you get into a delivery service like that. Sure. Uh, and, 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 you know, they're, they're transporting cannabis, sometimes large quantities. Well, that's what I'm paper. saying. Armored, security. armored Cadillac, right? Not just. Right, right. <laughs> but there's security issues. So I think, yeah. you know, are they even putting this in a lockbox? Are they putting themselves in harm's way and they just don't know it because they're idiots, you know? Um, are these poorly run companies, poorly managed? With but wouldn't poorly- the competition then sort that out? Do you really need a regulation uh, to step in and fix it for you? Like, are we that retarded now? Maybe. I think there's just a lot of... <laughs> we, maybe. We, we may be. Remember, you're talking about stuff coming out of Prohibition, okay? Yeah. So, so, you know, yeah. so much of the black market was just a bunch of scumbags as it is. Have you never bought weed from just a total piece of shit? Come on. No. You know what I've bought from total pieces of shit? <laughs> it wasn't weed. It was, like, crack and, like, shitty shit. Not weed. I bought weed from respectable, really cool uh, people. So, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Where are you getting your weed from, Gooey? <laughs> no, no, no. Now it's all good. But I'm I'm saying, you know, it's not like I'm 24 years old. I've been doing yeah, this Yeah, yeah. No, me right? either. And not in the past, I have at times the 80s. dealt with, and I didn't like it. I would I would basically quit smoking at the time because I didn't want to deal with, and again, I don't want anybody to miss Well, and that depends right? on where you live, definitely. Like, if, if you live in a giant big city, there more chances are you're just going to get, you know, depending on who you are and who you know, you're just going to get your money taken from you and told to get the fuck out of here, pretty much. <laughs> But, well, it's the same way. It can be the same way in small towns. If you don't know the right yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I uh, guess. I mean, people are shitty everywhere, so. Exactly. Yeah, prohibition is prohibition, man. True, true. When you're from a prohibition estate, and unless you, you know, know the right people, especially when folks get into middle age and older, and they're not nearly as social as high school kids and college kids and people in their 20s. Yeah, yeah. It becomes very difficult for them to find weed. I've known patients in prohibition estates who were who were paying a hundred, hundred and twenty dollars for a, a quarter ounce of, of mediocre weed that typically had uh, seeds in it and, and shit. Yeah, pre medical prices. I mean, pretty much everywhere. It was like fifty bucks an eighth, a hundred bucks a quarter, like three hundred an ounce. Shit was way more. And even now that the taxes are starting to uh, settle down, some like the the Washington rent market is becoming. I wouldn't say it's super affordable yet, depending on how much weed you smoke. If if you're just like like gooey, if you're just the the regular average smoker going through an eighth every week or so you're, you're probably okay but a if, quarter I'm, I'm i'm about a quarter a week quarter a little more maybe maybe 10 10 grams a week yeah and, see that's not too bad you could probably depending on what you do for a living and and what you make you could skate by on that but if you're smoking any more than that or if you're in a household of smokers like you definitely gotta kind of rethink how you're doing that i think Right, and that's why you know states where you can cultivate. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, know, you can do six plants per person, and you got three adults in the house, and you can legally do eighteen plants. You can have some fun, and you can make a ton of. You can create a lot of medicine 
for for yourself or for yourself and you know friends and family if it's legal to uh, distribute to them. Yeah. So if you're in Seattle and you have one of those delivery services, watch out. The crackdown is coming. There is going to be crackdown coming, so watch out. You know, just I'm just so attracted to both Seattle and and Portland. So really, anything that happens there, I'm like, wow, I might actually live there. So it, it seems uh, it, it feels very close to home for me, even though I've never lived there. Are you still looking for uh, to pick the state? Like, are you, are you looking to see which one makes it the best, and then? Um. Yeah, I'm kind of still crunching the, the the math and everything. I do plan in the numbers. <laughs> To visit one or both, I, I plan to go to Portland and and I plan to go to Seattle and and spend as much time there. You know, I'm talking days, not weeks or months. You know, yeah, I'm yeah. not locate there yet, but just to, just to get a feel for for you know, thankfully they're they're very well documented cities. They're very popular. A lot of really cool companies. A lot of experts and uh, and our movement, our industry come from Seattle and Portland. And so there's a lot of information out there for it. I feel like I've spent a lot of time there. Uh, even though I haven't, you know, it's a cool place. All they, right, they, they are. I, I know I'm, I'm I'm destined for someplace on the West Coast. <laughs> I don't. I can't see it going any further south than Santa Cruz, California, and I can't see it going any further north than Seattle. Nice. I I agree there. I like Washington. Um. All right, let's wrap this up. Hey, it was good doing another episode. Finally, getting one of these out there. It was. Congratulations. Your first episode, not only in 2016, but as a father. I know. Did you hear Screaming Baby? They must have kept... I did hear Screaming Baby, and I didn't hear the diarrhea sound either. So I know. That's it. that's two wins for us right there. I'm pretty cheery about I also that. want to mention uh, Project LD50 is out. I came out with an album right. uh, January 4th. We released it. So it's on Bandcamp, CD Baby, uh, probably iTunes by now. Maybe not. They always take a long time. It is on Google Play Music, and if you subscribe to All Access, you can stream it free there. Uh, it's on Spotify, stuff like that. But you can go to thejamhole.com slash music, check it out, Project LD50, or just search for Matt Lee, M-A-T-L-E. Dude, you're good. What what my writing is to people with insomnia and they read a little of my stuff and it helps you sleep, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. that's what you are to, to music like that. And yeah. I mean that in a glass half full kind of way. It's good. And it definitely helps having my brother making awesome beats. I mean, it's, it's, you, you, I always, I mean, I, I write, but then when I'm actually making songs, like I, it always helps to have the beat first so that I can write to it and form it. Uh, that way, that's always how I've kind of done it. So it always helps to have really awesome beats uh, from from my brother. Got you some mock beats have on some, there. Some deep talent. I mean, I, I knew I liked your your stuff and your approach to it and your humor. Uh, <laughs> just just the intro to the hot box. You yeah, know, yeah. We try and keep little... it light, but still be informative and and all that. So. Hey, yeah, Ren and Stimpy. What's not to like? I know, right? I just actually <laughs> I just found like somebody put up uh, all five seasons of Ren and Stimpy. So I've kind of been making my way through those, and it's all familiar now because I use those <laughs> clips in these intros. And these shows have been you know six, seven hundred episodes long now, right? so I've heard it so much. Yeah, it, it was very weird, and then not seeing it again. But man, those shows are so good. Ren and Stimpy was so good. Like that was such a good cartoon. <laughs> I've, I've gotten hooked on Bob's Burgers recently. My my kids got me. Hooked I need on to Bob's start Burgers. that. I've been. I mean, I watch Adventure Time. And it's stuff good. Like that, it's but good. I've heard that one and uh, Mort and that other one. Bob's Burgers is as good as those the Pop Go Pro. I swear to God. Nice. It is. All right. Well, check out Gooey stuff over on Waxy. Check out my stuff over on StuffStarsLike.com. Got some reviews coming. Got some new weed reviews up. Actually, check out nice. some Oregon weed uh, from Echo Estuaries. 
There is a grapefruit review with a full terpene cannabinoid profile, and then there is a uh, super lemon OG slog seven of with a terpene profile and cannabinoids uh, over there. So and a bunch of cool macro pictures. So check that stuff out. Stuffstarterslike.com. And of course, the hotbox will start doing episodes more regularly. Got some interviews coming up that should be pretty fun. We'll bring pot scientists back, and uh, we're gonna have Gooey go scout talent. Go scout talent, bring them the in. Fun people in here. We're gonna get twice baked in Washington. Becca Williams. We're, you know, gonna yeah. gonna have some fun. Get some smart, smart, passionate people. It'll be good. So thank you all for listening. We'll uh, catch you online. Have a great evening. One look in this direction and I got your attention With a little misdirection to plant my suggestion I've gotten better in my later years No stutter or mention of half-hearted holy truths To break the connection So I draw you in closer than I rub up against you I'm like a cat who stalks place so sharp They call him against you I got your wallet, got your watch before you knew what Hits you, pawn shop and Amazon Gift cards to sift through I'm focused in the center To prey on these sinners who eat, sleep and fuck their way Through this Day long dinner, it's a buffet of creeps who like to shit where they eat. So we do the world a favor and we clean up the streets. People are unreasonable, or so I've been told. 90% of them are just a bunch of assholes living next door to the 10% who put up with every little rage demon that's ever thrown up. Kids, throw your kids in the air. Just make sure you remember to catch them when they fall. And oh yes, they will fall. So we plot, plan, and pick our way through the decay. Then we tell ourselves, life is truly better this way. We know it's not. Well, hey, we've almost legalized pot. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for the crop. That's just one little problem out of a whole galaxy of even bigger problems. Trying to make life sad to see. Remember, kids, this shit's harder than it looks. That's what she said. Then she buried her nose back in the books. Learn harder, be bigger, move faster, act stronger, stay up later so you can party longer. Belong to a group of well-oiled citizens who help lay the framework for catching just a little zen. People can't see the solar, so I've been told. 90% of them are just a bunch of fat trolls living next door to the 10% who put up with every single little rage demon that's ever thrown up. Kids, throw your motherfucking kids in the air. How else are they gonna learn to fly? Just think about it. Matt Lee. Mark Lee. Project LD Fitty. We out. Where you need to be. If you like weed, 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 weed,
like weed, this is where you need to be. Thank you for listening to the podcast.